when roommates Mark and Tom set out for a night at the bar. The last thing they expected to find was a mysterious machete-wielding stranger and a horde of the walking dead. With the help of video store clerk and amateur photographer Raven, the unlikely allies must fight legions of the undead and each other to survive the zombie apocalypse. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Welcome to week two of April Apocalypse, where every movie we do this month has Apocalypse in the title. This week we are reviewing the movie Zombie Apocalypse from 2010. So let's just jump right into this shit. You heard what the back of the box had to say. Here's what we have to say. These are our top and bottom three for this movie. Paul, let's start with the bottom. Alright, for number three, I really didn't care about any of the characters in this movie. I didn't care if they lived, I didn't care if they died. Hell, I don't even remember most of their names. I only remember Miller and Kevin because they said them over and over again. For number two, none of the acting in this movie was very good, which I didn't care much about because they're all amateur actors. But a lot of the scenes came off as comical when they were really intended to be serious. And for number one, my god, the fighting scenes were ridiculously bad. They were laughable, even though they were, in, they were meant to be epic. For me, number three, there was a subplot for this movie where Miller was being hunted by this guy named Net. And Net would appear like once every 30 minutes in this 90 minute movie. I just, I don't know why they didn't just have him show up at the end of the movie. It, yeah. it didn't make much sense. Yeah, I'd forgotten about him at one point, and then he popped up again. I'm like, oh, that guy from, you know, the beginning of the movie. Because they, they did. They had a big scene where they set him up, which took about five minutes out of the movie. And then they forgot about him until, you know, they showed him, like, walking once and then killing somebody once. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight you at the end of this movie. Number two, I don't know, nor do I care who any of the characters in this movie are. I don't know names, I don't know personalities, you're just that guy. You're either frilly green shirt leprechaun dude, or kind of chubby roommate, or that goth girl. The characters don't have names, nor do they need them. Number one for me, why was Kevin in charge of the surviving group? He didn't know what he was doing, nor could he really, you know, be anything other than a dick to anybody. I just, I didn't like him, and I don't think he had any of the qualifications of leading people. Yeah, I think, though amongst everybody, he's probably the most competent, just because everyone else was an idiot. Yeah, he was the only one that survived from that group. Yeah, it was ridiculous, like, there's this trained assassin who can't fight, fight for shit, he's just attacking the other guy's weapon and getting stabbed, it was, no one was really prepared for this, I mean... You don't see the zombie apocalypse happening, but come on, guys. Do better. Well, we talked about the bad. Let's talk about the good. What are your top three for this movie? For number three, the sound and lighting quality of this movie were actually pretty good. As good as I can expect from a movie of, of low budget. For number two, the, the music in this movie was epic. It was this, like, 80s kind of music. It, it, it kind of set the mood pretty well. And for number one, the dialogue in the movie was pretty good, at least for the first half hour of the film. Kind of went downhill after that, but 
for me, number three was the equipment montage they had before the big zombie attack at the end of the movie. It just showed all the people from the survivor group picking up their weapons and changing hats into helmets and stuff. And then at one point, amongst all these people, like, showing off their weapons, this guy just bites a hot dog. It was fucking hysterical. That was pretty amazing. I'd like to believe that he just kind of had it and they forgot to edit it out, but... Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Number two was a character from very early on in the movie, the video store manager. He had the most personality, and he was the most believable character for the whole movie. I mean, goth girl didn't want to do her job, and he's like... You're fucking fired, you goddamn bitch. Get out of my fucking store. And, you know, she was like, Ugh, what? You mean, like, I can't work here because I don't do my job? He's like, get the fuck out. And I'm like, yeah, now that's realism. Yeah, they, you could tell they were trying to make him look like a bad guy by, like, making his employees do their job. And so that when he died, inevitably, it'd be like, oh, you got what you deserve. But no, I, I, I was rooting for him. Like, she should have fucking done her job. Um, number one for me was actually the 80s-tastic music that was throughout the movie. For the kind of movie that this was, a lot of times the music doesn't match up to what's going on. They did, like, very spot-on the music for this movie. Everything matched up wonderfully. And I... Just, I love 80s techno stuff, so for me, it's the best part of the movie. Well, Paul, since you like the dialogue so much, why don't we have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war? Quote war. All right, I'm going to quote the movie. Paul's going to quote the movie back. Let's get down to it. Did you do the vacuuming? No, because I didn't hear a goddamn vacuum. Suck me sideways, motherfucker. Get your shit together and get the fuck out of my store and get some sunshine. I haven't killed enough people to deal with that yet, but I've killed enough to get answers. What? You deaf? Huh, crackhead? Pick up the fucking videos and get the fuck out of my store. The mortality rate is rising, friends. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from Zombie Apocalypse 2010, please leave it in our comments section here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros, or tweet us at B-Movie Bros, all one word, or Paul directly at B-Movie Paul, all one word. So, there's a couple other things we just kind of want to mention about this movie. Yeah, there's a comic that came with it, kind of explaining the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. It's not really that vital, it just basically tells you that they caused, that the government caused it through some experiment. And it just so happened to be Miller's wife that pressed the button. Yeah, they're constantly talking about Miller's wife, but it's not really important, and none of that ever gets resolved. And Miller dies, so he never gets to see her again. Spoiler alert. Um, so, also, there is a movie from 2011 that is titled Zombie Apocalypse. They are not remakes, they are not continuations, they are not even related. They are two completely different movies with the same title, released within one year of each other. I'm kind of surprised it took this long for a movie to be called Zombie Apocalypse. It seems like a real obvious name. And it's funny also that two movies came out it's one year apart. apart that have the same title of Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, there's nothing to really make this one stand out. And saying such, I think we should move along to our final take of this. So, in our final take, we're going to give our score on a shot scale. 
our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul, what's your number score? I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10. That's not too bad. I gave this movie a 4 out of 10. How about you tell us why you gave it a 5? Zombie Apocalypse is a decent, low-budget movie. The lighting and sound quality was good, the plot remained consistent, and the dialogue was pretty funny, at least for the first half hour of the film. That being said, there was nothing particularly outstanding about this movie that made it anything more than a typical zombie movie. Basically, a group of people try to survive a zombie apocalypse while there's some nefarious characters doing something in the background. There are hundreds of zombie films out there, and this one, unfortunately, did not stand out in any particular way. On top of that, the military storyline drags on, making this one-hour and one-hour, 30-minute movie seem much longer than it actually was. If, these, if this movie had come out 10 years ago, it probably would have been more entertaining, but unfortunately, there is nothing in this movie that I haven't seen a million times in other zombie movies. As far as I think, you know, Zombie Apocalypse from 2010 is your standard zombie movie. Zombies appear, people hide from the zombies, and then make a desperate last stand. Nothing truly stands out, either good or bad, which is what really makes this movie so easily lost amongst its zombie brethren. It's enjoyable when you watch it, but with the plethora of really good and really bad or cheesy zombie movies that are out there, you can easily find something that's more attuned to your particular zombie taste. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad, but I know come tomorrow I won't remember it. What movie are you reviewing again? Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, that one. I think I saw that once. Well, since you think you saw this movie once, maybe you can give it an A-movie companion. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we watch an A-movie companion. Paul, what would you give Zombie Apocalypse from 2010 as an A-movie companion? I picked the 2002 movie, 28 Days Later. I picked the 1981 classic, Escape from New York. Why did you pick 28 Days Later? Both movies feature zombies or zombie-like creatures attacking people. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I need to stop you there. Well, oh, wait, you, you said zombie-like creatures. Yeah, I know they're okay. not zombies. They have I was going to say, that's, we, gotta have, we gotta have an argument about that if, if you're saying that 28 Days Later is a zombie movie. I know they're not zombies, or, but they're zombie enough. They're, they're mindless, and they're trying to kill people. Okay, so, I gotcha. Yeah. Both movies feature a small group of people attempting to survive the zombie or zombie-like creatures. Both movies derail from the zombie plot to focus around a group of military soldiers who kidnap some of the characters and prompt the remaining members to of that group to save them. Both movies end with the military base being infested by zombies and the soldiers being too incompetent to fight them off. And that is why 28 Days Later is an A-movie version of Zombie Apocalypse from 2010. Well, Escape from New York is an A-movie version of Zombie Apocalypse 2010. Because both movies feature a prisoner being sent to retrieve a high-priority target, whether that's Snake Plissken trying to retrieve the president, or Agent Net trying to kill Miller. Both movies feature a awesome 80s-esque music throughout the movie. Both movies have a post-apocalyptic theme. And both movies feature a main character who is missing one eye and wearing some kind of eye patch over it whether it's Miller at the end of Zombie Apocalypse from 2010, or Snake Plissken throughout the entire movie of Escape from New York. 
both movies actually feature a lot of action sequences. Whether, you know, they're the terrible sequences from Zombie Apocalypse 2010, or the awesomely fantastic action sequences from Escape from New York. And that's why Escape from New York 1981 is a, a movie version of Zombie Apocalypse 2010. Escape from New York is a fucking awesome movie. It's a good egg movie companion. Hells yeah, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Can't go wrong. Well, 28 Days Later was pretty good, except for when they derailed it to do the whole military thing. But up till that point, it was good. And now we've come to everyone's probably favorite part of the show. It's time to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. And we're going to give you some drinking games to help you get through the 2010 movie Zombie Apocalypse. For me, number one, every time zombies attack, take a drink. Number two, anytime Agent Ned appears, take a drink. Number three. Whenever someone is killed before becoming a zombie, drink. Number four, anytime someone is a dick, take a drink. And number five, because it's Apocalypse. every time they talk about how it began, you know, the apocalypse, of course, take a drink. Paul? Every time someone gets bitten, take a drink. Every time someone talks about relationship problems, Take a drink. Every time Miller is mentioned for some reason, take a drink. And every time a new weapon is shown, take a drink. Drink twice if it's a sandwich. And those are your ways you can drink away this flick. Well, so far in April Apocalypse, we've seen two movies, so it's time to rank them. For me, number two was Alien Apocalypse. I can't even remember what went on in that movie, or anything about it other than there were aliens and apparently the apocalypse happened number one for me was zombie apocalypse we had zombies there was some macheteing and uh, a montage with a hot dog i kind of had the same thing you did for number two i picked alien apocalypse not even bruce campbell because it could save that movie dude that was a bruce campbell movie yeah believe dude we that. should watch it yeah that's what i was thinking oh wait fuck yeah. we did but yeah, they obviously just tried to, they thought having Bruce Campbell in it was enough to make a good movie, and it wasn't. And I picked number one, Zombie Apocalypse, because even though it was low budget, it wasn't that good, at least it tried. It didn't just kind of, it didn't just say, oh, we've got a good actor in it, and that's it. They at least tried to make a good movie. So I'll put him above Alien Apocalypse for that. Well, if you have any thoughts on Apocalypse movies or any suggestions for us to watch, Please let us know here on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. Tweet us at B-Movie Bros, that's all one word. Or tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul, all one word. And if you want to learn anything about the city of Pittsburgh, where we broadcast from, you can tune into our friends over at riversedgepgh.com. If you would like to join us next week as we continue our journey through Apocalypse. We'll be watching yet another 2010 movie titled Stonehenge Apocalypse. We'll have to see what the ancient Celts or Scottish or whoever built that piece of shit have to say about the apocalypse. I really hope it's just Stonehenge coming to life and beating the shit out of people. That would be epic as that, hell. That'd be fucking amazing is what it would be. So, until next time, friends. Be brave. Be alive. Be back next week. <laughs>